The risk of trading futures and options can be substantial. All information, publications, and material used and distributed by Advanced Trading Incorporated shall be construed as solicitation. ATI does not maintain an independent research department as defined in CFTC Regulation 1.71. Information obtained from third-party sources is believed to be reliable, but its accuracy is not guaranteed by Advanced Trading Incorporated. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. Good morning. As we come to you, we wait for people to get in the stream here this morning. We want to let you know to the folks out there on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, that you are more than welcome to comment. Hey, uh, Producer Rick and Joe, I I see we're not loading up uh, live views right now. I wonder if we're uh, not doing something right. But hey, if you're out there and you're watching the show and you're watching it live, shoot me a text, make sure you can see me. And uh, we have some things to talk about, some very serious things to talk about. Title of today's show is Shocked Faces on the Crowd. There they are. The live views just came in. Uh, I know what I'm doing. Connor, go ahead and take over. I did the old Connor take over for one second, my friend technical issues tommy you're traveling too much and you're stretching yourself too thin but i'll jump in for the meantime we got a big day markets are moving we got corn down march corn down four beans are trying to stay positive up a penny uh and then jumping right into it tommy jump in whenever you can i'll start breaking down I'm back. you know what if you're gonna headlines. do a live he's stream. back baby if you're going to do a live stream, make sure you don't have your YouTube under because 10 seconds later, you'll rehear everything uh, <laughs> you have. So it felt like we had a little glitch in the sense that viewers weren't popping on. Anyway, hey, we're back. If you're watching Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, YouTube, drop a comment. We got markets down. Uh, they may bounce. We've busted through support. Our friend PJ uh, had support lines and whatnot, and uh, we're going right through them. But with that, uh, we you know crude oil's up. Some other things are happening. Stock market's up. A lot of moves in the bond market, crude, gold. This is interesting. Brady Huck just texted me a little bit ago. He said, let everyone know feeder cattle are up 300. That's uh, this cattle market's coming back with a vengeance. I do want to talk about the crowd yesterday, Connor. Uh, Yesterday in Wilmer, Minnesota, the crowd, great crowd. They had great food, great people. There's probably some people who were at that show yesterday actually watching. Uh, They're, they're, they're hungry for information. They they like the thought of uh, nine at nine. They're looking for more education. I, I have to tell you, Connor, if we did a quiet survey with one farmer sitting down like an interview, if you asked them a year or two if they were good at marketing, they would have said yes. And I said, I'm not so sure how good you were at marketing when we had one, a positive basis, a hot cash market due to the Ukraine war, right? Two, mm-hmm. inverted spreads. Would you rather sell 750 corn now or wait six months to sell $7 corn. And three, they had the bushels. I mean, if you have the bushels, a hot basis, inverted spread, and if you check the box, I was pretty good at marketing a few years ago. And then now, what do we have now, Connor? We are the complete opposite of all that, right? The exact opposite. Go uh, through it with us. Not as pot, right? Negative basis in some areas. In general, a less positive basis. We've got enough supply. We we are in a full-on carry market, right? You're getting more. March corn's at 438 uh, July's at 458, December's 472, right? A carry market. The market did what it was supposed to. Completely different scenario that we're looking at. And so we have to let people know. Do you want to know the worst part of that? You got the ice cream, you got the toppings, but here's the worst part. Interest rates are three times 
the level that they were the last time we had this. What yeah. we have in the corn market, if you ask me, is more of a normal corn market at the border trade where uh, March corn's trading 438 and Dece 24 is trading 472. But I promise you, count on your fingers and maybe take off one shoe. If they stored this March corn all the way to Dece, would they not burn up that money, Connor? Go through those numbers. Uh, so March March to Dece, we're going to call that spread. It's, un, it's what is that, Tommy? I will help you. 40, I have it up here. 38, 38 40 cents. Quick math. Mm-hmm. And so it, we're looking it, at that. What do you, what do you want to use for interest? Operating it's note, actually let's say for buying. Cents, right? Uh, we're going to go for easy math, a 10 cent operating. That's a little high. A 10% operating, a little high. I think people can get nines, but let's not fight over a percent, right? Yeah. So and 10% so- operating. 34 cent spread. What is going to happen if they hold that corn this long? Yeah. Well, number one, in a carry market, if we're holding it and we're not hedging it, that carry that we've seen, right, it's going to erode the farther we get out, right? When that time value um, disappears and we get out to July, August, September in a, you know, in a vacuum, I guess I'd say, we're going to see that carry erode. So not only are you paying storage on a depreciating crop, right? We're not hedged and we're not doing that. So that that's the numbers I would use. And then also look at, you know, interest is higher. That carry for, for where we are, right? Uh, March, July is, what is that? 20, 21 cents. That's not a big carry, right? We can see a bigger carry number than that. So like I always say, put, put the pencil to it. And right now I don't know if storing it is going to work. Every operation is different, but uh, yeah. Interesting note about March, July. Since uh, the beginning of the year, it's actually rallied. It was out to 24 and it just uh, touched 20 a little bit ago. So some of that carries actually eroding. Uh, What's going to happen, in my opinion, is we're going to start to see a hot cash market. It's cold. I'm here in Bentendorf, Iowa. It's cold. It's snowy. There's an incredible amount of uh, snow blanket out there. If, If the end user who needs the corn, they're grinding every day, regardless of the price. If they need that, they're going to have to bid it up real quick. Headlines and whatnot. It was a extremely light uh news day and and that's fine that happens but we uh nothing joe doesn't have anything popping up for us anything crazy huh initial claims yeah they fell to 187 uh at least since september 2020 that's interesting i i will say this um and this is just commentary that if you thought the fed was going to lower rates a bunch that has been taken out of the market and in my opinion i thought about this while i was preparing for the show is that I feel like the Fed should have pretended they were going to lower rates six months from now when we're full-blown in election season or six weeks before the election go on their full-blown, we beat inflation, we're going to lower rates. They are going to look incredibly silly. If they put out a signal on the market, they're done raising. And maybe it's the market who should look silly. Maybe it's Wall Street. But for Wall Street to take the 10-year from 505 all the way down to 380, and now we're trading about 410, if that 10-year goes back up to 4.5 and operating doesn't come down, it's not just operating, Connor, for the American farmer. It's operating for every business. Brady Huck, his family, operating. Advanced trading is a business we use operating. Every, Every industry along this Mississippi River has the cost of money. And the during the speech yesterday, I got all wound up, which I like to do once in a while. They pay no, the, not they pay me good money to be there. But the point was, I I didn't go up to the crowd and lie. I said, we're going to go over facts over the next hour, not feelings. And you're going to hear me say that a lot. And I really feel there are some, uh, so I, I, I don't know where they got their information. But the one thing that is consistent 
through all farm community and our phone lines, advanced trading is farmers are calling in and say, but haven't you heard about Brazil? You want to talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. That's the first thing with Brazil. First thing, this was a chart Reuters put out and it adds great color. When we start talking South America, we got the first crop, second crop, third crop, Tommy, uh, right? They're planting, they're planting here, harvesting soybeans here, yada, yada. Here's a good chart that just breaks it down the production share. So we're going to shift right? Bean crop. We're going to quit talking bean harvest here pretty soon. And we're going to start talking safrina corn crop. They're going to start planting it hopefully in the next month, I would say. And so that when we look at uh, Brazil corn, first corn crop, it's not bad. That Mato Grosso, that blue chunk, that is the Mato Grosso safrina crop. Their second corn crop is their biggest corn crop. And it's the number one. uh, It's their main exportable corn crop. Most of that goes to export. And so Keeping it's just a it's a good breakdown to look at where's the big chunk of their corn production, right? First corn crop, they use it mostly internally, not a big one. That second corn crop, right? Adam, add up the blue, yellow, green. It's a huge chunk of their production. And so yeah, it, it it's interesting. We 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 know so little about South America. I know we pop up these charts, but I was talking to a, a fellow broker analyst at a different firm, and he said, Tommy for all the money we pay for uh, weather and everything else, don't you think China is going to know what's going on in Brazil? And uh, my question to him was, are we going to see a big bounce in corn and beans? I was sounding like a farmer there. He goes, don't you think if there was a problem in South America, China would kind of know about it. The two are in bed together and they're partners and best friends. They got their arms around each other. They're smoking cigars together. He said, you think little Tommy Grisafi from Valparaiso, Indiana is going to subscribe to a weather service and get the one up on the world <laughs> about what's going on in South America? You're laughing, but think about it because you know You're every right. client You're dead. you have right now. Your father who farms is probably telling you, but what about South America? Well, well what about him, Connor? Yeah, and uh, speaking of weather things uh, that don't matter, just looking at Brazil, Argentina. Argentina's dry, but they've had plenty of precipitation, not putting a lot of stock in that. And Brazil has normalized. And I saw, I've seen a couple articles, Tommy, just talking about South America and how we're worried they're overstating, right? The government, the USDA, overstating that soybean yield. It is so much worse, right? Jump, jump on Twitter and we'll see pictures of that. It's so much worse than what the USDA is thinking. And my only, my first reaction was that is like, well, I heard that before. I heard that in June, July, and we planted a record crop. So I'm, I'm not putting a whole lot of stock in those emotion, right? The crops worse, the crops better and estimating that I'd be very careful if we start putting a lot of stock into, uh, betting against what the USDA and what uh, South America, Brazil is putting out for numbers. Yeah. Real question, Connor, before we continue, uh, if you're out there in the Facebook world, YouTube world, uh, LinkedIn world, you want to ask us a question. If we don't get to your question on the show, which we probably won't today, give us a call 1-855-737-FARM. Uh, hit us up, email at info atipromedia.com. Hey, uh, you want to uh, back the truck up and uh, look at a couple <laughs> charts here? Let's do it. I love the sound bites. I'm never ready for them. Uh, nor am I, but I'm the one clicking the mouse. Okay, what we have here is uh, Dece 24. I drew that line in the sand. Uh, that's 470. What we had for so long, Connor, was the original line in the sand, which was right up here. Hey, I hope we hold uh, $5. We spent so much time up in this yeah. area. We spent all the way from July of 23. You know, we had those big bull runs in the summer where we zipped up. And then everyone down here, they're like, oh, I forgot to sell it. 
don't worry. If we go back up, I'll sell everything. We went back up again and they didn't sell it. And then we chopped and, uh, uh, of course, this is D24, but when you look at what that looks, this is even scarier. And let's back up and look at a weekly chart of March 24 corn futures. If you really want to be sick to your stomach, say, how long ago could I have sold good prices in March? Uh, this whole area from here is uh, 550 to $6, and that was pretty much the whole month of June. And then prior to that, um, usually think of this, Connor. Say you hate futures and options, which is fine. But if you were selling a third a third, a third, you would have had a third sold here when you bought your inputs, correct? You would have had a, a third sold here during the summer months, and then you would have, be wiggling out of your last third. That would be a heck of a better position. So overall, over time, uh, even if you never did futures and options and you went back to, I sell a third when I buy my inputs, I sell a third uh, come into the summer months when I think I have a crop, and then I, I store the rest in whatever. But boy, the 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 and you, I'll let you take over. The problem is deep because the farmers paying high interest on the stored unsold bushels that are decreasing and they have very little done for 24. Add some color, some commentary. I see a question or comment. Yeah. Uh, if Joe thinks but, it's appropriate, we'll put it up there. Add a little color to what I'm saying here. Yeah. Uh, Luke, good morning. Headlines from Ukraine don't seem to matter to the market anymore. While it would take years to get production to pre-war levels, how bearish would peace in Ukraine be for grains? Oh, great question. Hey, did you see that email I sent you last night? It was from that guy. I sent you an email around 7, 8 o'clock. It was a chart that shipments out of the Black Sea Ukraine area are actually going up. Yeah, you don't have that ready to load, but it's okay. I can see it in my head. The line was going this way. Uh, we will put that up tomorrow. We will send that to Luke. You actually do have uh, Luke's email. Great point, Luke. Great point. Uh, yeah. The world has yeah. moved on. It, yeah, and it feels like Ukraine, they have gotten, for in, in a war, they've gotten very good at exporting, either it's the Black Sea, right? We, we forgot, I think it was the email you sent me, Tommy, that uh, grain trade, you know, the grain corridor, right, that expired, and we're still seeing good exports That's out of Ukraine. Was, so. So, so how bearish would peace be? I'm not sure. I think we've learned to uh, export pretty well in times of war. I, I don't, I mean, it'll bump a little bit, I'm sure, but I, I, I I don't know how bearish it is, right? They've, they've been pretty good at exporting. Uh, Poland, Germany, not quite happy how good they are at exporting, but that's another that's a story for another time. Absolutely. So, so uh, I'm in Bentendorf, Iowa today. We'll be live in Bentendorf, Iowa tomorrow. I'll be traveling to South Dakota, speaking at South Dakota uh, Corn. Great meeting, great annual meeting. Happy to be there. I'll try to put my uh, best positive spin on it. They uh, truly, uh, what I said to you guys yesterday in the car when I was driving, the people I meet are incredible. And the one thing they do say, they put their arm around me and they always say, I love watching you on the cow guy. And uh, uh, mm-hmm. I'm grateful for Scott and RFD and everyone else, but, uh, and all the shows, and the shows that let me on, because you know, Connor B, I'm not everyone's cup of tea, buddy. <laughs> uh... Speaking of cup of teas, let's end this bad boy. You know who is my cup of, who actually, uh, in, in we gotta get funny. we gotta get her on the show. We need we need some insight into Tommy Grisoff. You know, we have some special guests here right next to me, and they're being so good. But we have uh, little T Bone, the dog, <laughs> and uh, Gigi, and they are being so good. So let's end this before they bark. But maybe sometime uh, they will come on the show themselves. So with that, hey, uh, how do people? Uh, let's roll the last slide here. People get a hold of us, whatnot. I see we have some view new viewers, whatnot, and uh, go from there. 
Yep. Like and subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Send us an email. Give us a call. You see the ticker down there. Info at atipromedia.com. If you ever need any charts or anything like that, give us a call. Send us an email, and we will see you uh, tomorrow. Thanks, everyone. Have a good day. Thanks for joining us. We're here every day, 9 a.m. Central. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We'll see you next time.